Verse of the day, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Hey y'all, hey, we are back with another episode of JC and Cole. How's y'all week been? Hey, I feel like I always go first, but <laughs> maybe I'm just the most talkative. Honestly, this week has been really boring. Like it's one of those weeks where I didn't know what day it was, but I'm not sure. I'm not the only one that does this, but sometimes I go back to my high school yearbook. <laughs> oh yeah, you might be by yourself with that one. Am I? I don't know. Like I still have my senior yearbook and it's literally just sitting in my drawer. And I don't know, like sometimes I look back on it and I read like the messages and stuff and I just be like, dang, this feels like yesterday, but still a long time ago. And it's just, I don't know why I just like that feeling of like nostalgia and remembering people and classes. And I, I don't know, maybe because I'm tired of being a freaking adult. Whoa! Whoa! I'm so tired of being an adult, you guys. I'm so. Is this a cry for help? (laughs) What is this right now? No, it really might be. Like, I'm really tired of being an adult. Like, I was just talking to my friend about it, and I was just like, "Girl, every time I blink, it's like a bill is due." people mm-hmm. expecting things from me i'm like bro one of my best friends just turned 26 i'm like bro i know when we were like 21 like mm-hmm. no, i feel that street. one 100 yeah time is fine bro i looked at my high school yearbook remember when i was 18 years old and nobody wanted anything from me now it's like oh light bill no phone bill I'm like, yo, stop. Girl, if you don't get over this, some bills got you mad. Come on now. It's just the whole idea of being an adult. Just the whole thought process of things that comes with it and having mm. to grow up. I I don't like having to grow up, you guys. No, I feel you on that. Responsibility is uh, uh, annoying. Like when you get to the point where you don't have the excuse of school or like, you know, oh, my parents handled this for me. It's kind of like everything is on. If you yeah. fail, it's on you, bro. Like if bills ain't paid, that goes on under your thing. Yeah. yeah. I, feel you. I was trying to skip out of, on my apartment and just leave. This lady oh, told gosh. me that my. <laughs> it's going to mess up your credit score, girl. That's what she told me. I was like, oh, yeah, I do have a credit score. <laughs> When I was 18, wow. I wasn't thinking about my credit score. Like, I wasn't thinking about, I might want to buy a house one day. I was like, bro, like, it's lit. Like, going to college, boom, boom. Nah, I got a credit score to worry about now. That, that is annoying. You got to worry about some numbers. Yeah. A number that represents how good of an adult I am. Like, are you responsible enough to have an 800 credit score? It's like, no, I'm not. Give me my 550 and let me go. Please do not my say that. My credit score is not 550, but like if it was, 
would it be a bad thing? Ain't no yeah. bank gonna uh, respect you, bro. I don't respect myself sometimes. <laughs> Can it be okay? Next, Junior, how's your week been? <laughs> oh, my week's been pretty good, man. Um, I started this teaching gig, you know, and um, coaching. So no experiences all around the board. Definitely something that I have to get used to. Not being, you know. On being on the other side of the spectrum is what's the most interesting thing is because so you sit around these teachers or you sit around these coaches and now you're having discussions that you wonder that they had, what would they be saying when you was that age? Mm-hmm. So it's a different, um, it's definitely a different type of vibe to it, but end all be all, you know, it's, it's going to be something that I have to get used to. I feel like I can, you know, impact people's lives in a major way going down this road. So let's see how it takes me. No, that's really cool. Like you're you're literally the front line in creating a, the next generation. So mm-hmm. and a lot of kids are gonna be looking up to you because I remember when I was younger, I would, you know, always talk about these certain teachers that really made an impact in my life. So you being in that position is a beautiful thing. You're you're about to inspire a lot of people. I know. Yeah. A lot of young boys speak about professor, not professors, but college coaches or high school coaches and just other men who really did impact them. I feel like teachers should be making way more money. I feel like teachers deserve way more respect, way more credit. I basically feel like anyone that genuinely works with kids and truly cares to make them better and and impact them. I think they deserve more than what society gives them financially Cause I know some teachers in high school had like three jobs and I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. The teachers who were married were the lucky ones, but the single ones, I was like, bro, how do you come here for eight hours? It didn't go to work right after this. Another whole other job. So yeah, it's junior and pack the kids. <laughs> legit. Legit. Yeah. My week has been, uh, my week's been pretty stressful a little bit. It's been my first week back to school. I'm taking 15 classes and I don't know what to do with myself, if I'm being honest. Mm-mm. But I'm here, y'all. I am here. Okay? Yes. Look at face. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. I, I don't know what this school got going on, but actually, I don't know what I got going on picking up that many, but yeah. Anyways, y'all, back to the podcast though. So the topic for this week is, is your body really a temple? I thought of it because I was just like, you know, in this time frame, I feel like we're not really, we don't really understand or really take into account what we represent as human beings and how important our body is. It's not only about the outside and you know, what we look on the outside, but it's also spiritual and what we feed ourselves on the inside. But I've come to the realization, a lot of us aren't taking care of ourselves the way we should, the way I feel that God would want us to. And I just wanted to have a discussion on it, you guys. What y'all think? Well, I'm glad you remember what we're talking about today. Um, In our... (laughs) discussion yes i, had I just told day. you i took 15 classes i'm taking 15 classes girl it slipped my mind for a second okay anyways <laughs> um <laughs> hey. 
Mm. No, I I definitely um the whole body is a temple thing. I think that people forget that when they turn their life over to God, that we also have to give from our body as well. For a lot of us, I'm not sure if it's culture, if it's lust or what it is, if it's people saying it's your body, do what you want. And maybe you feel like as long as you believe in God with your heart, then that's that's it, which obviously that's a big part of it. That's really a lot of it. But you also have to give up like your mind, your thoughts, the way you treat your body. And that's really hard because I don't know, we get used to treating our body a certain way. A lot of us are used to doing certain things, whether it be sex or the way that we eat, which I've been having a hard time really coming to like, really coming to grips that I have to change where I eat as well, because it's not just sexual impurity but it's also taking care of my body because we are stewarders over our body we are managers and a manager is supposed to take care of the place of employment you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like I have to remember that and not just think of it as a sexual thing but the way I also eat yeah I feel that I mean uh, another uh, aspect we can look at is you know at this, you know, we're recording just the same day that um, DMX died. Mm. And um, one of the things that, you know, was constantly being fed to us and our kids and everyone that's just constantly the drug use and the mm. indulging of as much alcohol as you can drink and the smoking. It's like your body is not meant to be able to, to handle stuff like that, you know, like your body wasn't built for you to inhale smoke. Your body wasn't built for you to take, you know, several prescription pills and, you know, it's just, or snort anything. Like, your body's not meant to, it wasn't built for that. So, the deterioration, you can witness it. You know, if if some people that are listening have people that have been strung out of drugs in their family or people they're close to, they could see the beautiful smile turn into a, a, a dark smile with no 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 teeth in there, and mm. you know the the um, constant, you know, and these the only reason why you know those people that are at the at the top that are rich don't look at it as addictions because they have the money for it. Yeah, they're only because of addiction when you don't have the money for it. Now you, you know, now you're you're stealing your mom's grandfather clock. You know what I'm saying, and selling it to the nearest thrift store to get thirty dollars to go get you one more one more line, you know, or whatever it may be. So I think it's important for us to take into consideration that, you know, hey, our body is also a temple on, on that side of stuff, just what you need to us speaking about. But it also comes down to the fun and games of it that they like the masquerade, like, you know, if for people out there that's drinking um, lean, you're a meth. Head. Wow, you're drinking liquid meth, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to be funny about it, but black people don't do meth, so it's like, <laughs> y'all, we tripping, man. Like, they got y'all, they got, they got one side of the people shooting their arms up, and they got another side of the people drinking, but black people do smoke do drink lean because 
a lot of black rappers have been the biggest pushers of lean from Lil Wayne to Future to Gucci Man. Like a lot of these kids do look up to them and they're not thinking about the impact that they're going to have on their bodies and their lives. They're not really thinking of it that way. It's just kind of like, well, this person is doing and they still look good. Like they, they're, they're not dead. They still make money. They're still able to live their lives. But like you were saying, that's because they have money to continue to live their lives. You, my friend, probably do not mm-hmm. have that type of money to sustain that. So right. lean is definitely big in our community, which is not good. <laughs> yeah, lean, lean, like, and my point is just the fact that if those rappers said, hey, do you want some liquid meth? That yeah. you would be less likely of drinking, you know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. lean, like it's it's an ad lib, lean, lean, like all that stuff. Like it's a, it's just a that me being transparent. I've drank lean before one time. And honestly, yeah. I don't think I drank enough, Ooh. but it wasn't didn't do anything to me. Sam, what in the world? <laughs> it's a crazy lifestyle being an athlete in school, bro. This is a no judgment zone, Junior. It's the fact that he said I ain't drink enough. (laughs) I'm no, I'm like, so you didn't do anything to me. I never, I didn't get the, I didn't get the effect of this. What I was trying to say. No, I felt you. I feel you. Right. So I don't know what what were they feeling, but I've like after I never knew with the information I just gave you guys is not something that I knew, you know when I did it, I just thought it was just, oh, it's cool, like, but I just didn't have, I was just too broke to buy something, you know what I'm saying, like, they're, yeah. they sell, you know, a whole bottle could run you about 800 to $2,000. Whoa! You know, and, and, uh, and just a line of it could run you $60. That's ridiculous. 60 to 100 bucks. Um, so, you know what I'm saying, like, it's an expensive habit. Mm. That's so crazy. We need to do better as a community and and just, you know, in total as a Christian family to promote and push away promote taking our body seriously and then pushing away whatever that that, that can and that can injure ourselves from the inside out. There's this joke. I forgot what comedian said it, but Maybe it was Chris Rock, one of those comedians, but they were saying that we'll go to a funeral for our grandmothers who died from diabetes and then afterwards go go eat the food that killed grandma. And oh. I died because that's true. Yeah. Like, you watch the movie um, Soul Food, which I love Soul Food. That's one of my favorite movies. But literally... Big Mama died, and the whole movie, they're telling her, like, yo, like, you got to stop eating this way, and she dies from, I want to say, diabetes, and she has to get her leg cut off, and if you watch the movie, you know, but then at the end of the movie, they sit around the table and ate literally the same food, the same soul food that Big Mama died from. Like, there was nothing grilled. Everything was fried chicken and 
collard greens and a camera of like spanning over the table. And I ain't even gonna lie to you, it looked good. Like I wish I was at the table. <laughs> but I was just when he said that, I thought about that movie because I've seen it so many times and I never thought anything of it. But then when you pointed out, it's like, yeah, Big Mama died. And a lot of our grandmothers and grandfathers, they're dying from this food that we are eating especially in our community, you know, we do have a lot of fried foods and sodium and mac and cheese and dairy. That's a huge part of the black diet. And a lot of our people are dying, but we're not thinking about that. Like I remember um, me and Sam, we were just having a conversation how we're trying to get our bodies together. But you were saying that you and I were two of your homegirls and you were trying to not associate like food with having a good time every single time y'all hung out and for a lot of us it's like you know we hang out what do we do afterwards go eat or sometimes us going to go eat is just the whole point of us hanging out but it's like there's so many other things that we can do besides just going to brunch and eating a whole bunch of french toast and syrup and sugar and all this stuff that sounds good but we're not thinking about the long-term effects of our bodies And I think we really should start thinking that way. And I feel like we need to start, you know, um, I guess you could say glamorizing being healthy, not just glamorizing the fattening stuff. Yeah, facts. Facts, facts. Well, one thing I did want to talk about was, um, I know this is, I guess this may also be like a sore subject for some, but it's also like the tattoos. I think that people don't realize that, um, yeah, you might look good with it now, but when you 70 and you got tattoos literally from head to toe, it's not going to look that attractive. Like your skin going to be sagging. Probably can't even read who name you got tatted on you. Like it's like no one's thinking of the future though. Like that's permanent. Regardless of there's cover-ups or whatever the case is like, it's either going to be a permanent scar or it's going to be permanent words or letters or pictures or whatever the case is. And it's like, I understand because when I was 18 and I wanted a tattoo so bad, I just never got one because being honest, I didn't know what to get. But the fact that, you know, I know tattoos are cool, tattoos are in, but it's the fact of, let's be 100% real, getting, it ta- getting tattoos all over your body, that's not respecting your temple. You being a... Uh, what is it like a poster board where a whole bunch of signatures on you and you walking around like that it's not that's not really cool half these things y'all talking about y'all want it and y'all can't even see it like I remember I wanted a, ta- a back tattoo that's the one I wanted and somebody came up to me and was like why you want that like why you want a back tattoo I was like oh it's cool like I, I want to just see it on my body and they're like but you'll never see it though like you'll never be able to look at your back tattoo and I was like oh and I had to really think about, it. am I about to pay like $300, $400 for this back tattoo that I will never physically see myself unless I take pictures? Am I really going to do that? I was about to, but like I said, I ain't know what to get, so I didn't do it. But now looking in hindsight, it's kind of like it's a smart decision that I didn't because I would have been messing up my temple, my body for what? like for a moment in time there's so many times I speak to people and they talk about certain tattoos that they've gotten that they regret and you know certain things like that are like real minuscule in the moment but it has long-term effect when 
you get Jody's name tattooed on your back because y'all in love and Jody ain't with you in two weeks. Like it's it's a sad situation. So why not think about respecting your body in the first place and not do things like that? Or another thing is um, when people pass away, a lot of people want to get like, you know, their family members that passed on their body. And in the Bible, in um, Moses law, that was something that you weren't supposed to do. You weren't supposed to um, acknowledge the dead by um, messing with your body. So it's just like, you know, it's not just people saying it, it's biblical. So I guess I kind of just wanted to put my two cents on that a little, a little bit. <laughs> All right. I mean, Jesus said when one of his disciples can't remember the name right now, they were saying that they had to go bury their dad. Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. So the fact that we be, you know, we be doing too much for the dead people, bro. I'm not going to fool you. You know what I'm saying? When people die, it's like, yeah, they die. As Christians, we should, it's a celebration of life more so than anything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but to the tattoo thing. Um, yeah, I wanted tattoos too at one point. Not, you know, not a goofy back tattoo, but like probably like I wanted to get tattoos on my legs. You didn't have to shade our good sis. He is so shady. You didn't have to shade our good sis. Wow. <laughs> I, I, want, I want tattoos on my legs because. When you look at your legs, Junior, you look at your legs all day. I don't really care. To look. It's a, it was just, it wasn't about. For me, I didn't care about that part of it because I know what I'm going to put on my body. I know that's there. That's more so what everyone else saw. Mm. Like my legs are going to be... But I had the whole plan and it was going to be like a story of who I am. And, you know, the reason why the legs are such a thing is because I want, I want, you got to walk a mile in my shoes to get my, my story, you know what I'm saying? So Ooh, philosophy. that was going to be the reason. Huh? <laughs> Oh, had a whole philosophy behind it. Right. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, right, you, you better, it's better than just putting whatever. Yeah. So, um, but I ended up asking myself, does Junior Pierre want to um, get attacked right now or does he want to get attacked because he's seen someone else with a tat? Yeah. And, I mean, I said, oh, and a, lot of my, a lot of my teammates used to be like, oh, when are you going to get tired? I just told them whenever I wake up and I say today I'm gonna go get tattooed, that's when I get tattooed. But other than that, I would just be seeing other people tattooed and be expired to do something. But until I myself wake up one day and say, "Hey, I want to go get tattooed," with no influence at all, that's when I'll get one. And it probably would ever never happen. I mean, I look at it and I'm like, "Have you ever seen a church covered in graffiti?" Like. Have you ever just driven by and seen an active church? I mean, yeah, churches that are obviously no longer in use, but a thriving church. You've never seen it covered in graffiti. Like, you've never seen it. Somebody freaking spray paint a picture of, of Jesus on the side of the building. It's like, no, you don't see that. I used to want a tattoo as well. I hadn't. Actually, I wanted to get a K with a crown on top. So ghetto. And I'm not even <laughs> sure... <laughs> And then I'm with an elephant because I love elephants. But I was just like, uh, I really don't care enough. I just never found anything that I really cared enough about to get. 
like when I think about the things that I wanted to see in my body 20 years from now, I couldn't think of anything like people are like, oh, I got my mama name tatted on me. I love my mama, but I'm gonna talk to her. I'll call her. Like if I, if I want to see her, if I want to hear her voice, if I want her to be with me, I'll go see her. I don't need to tattoo her name on my body to prove I love my mama. Like she know I love her. It, it's so funny because my brother got my mom named tattered on her and she was not impressed. <laughs> so I was so happy. Just he just looked at it like, what is that? If he was like, oh, what's your name? My mom was like, interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you in my house. You see me all the time. Like, mm. why do you need to get anything tattooed on you? And my brother had a lot of tattoos. And I think he regrets some of them because he was young and all his friends were getting them. And it was just a big thing with that. And I was like, why would you do that? What you got was so dumb. Impulsive decision. Oh, it was so impulsive. And like, it was big. It was just ugly. So yeah, (laughs) getting... Oh my God. Your body is like, I never wanted to get a tattoo because now I look at my body and I'm so thankful that I didn't get that. And it's not that I don't look down on people that have tattoos, but it's not something that makes me want to go, yeah, let's go get a tattoo. Nah, you know, the craziest thing I heard, like crazier than my back tattoo junk is the fact that somebody wanted to get like a sleeve on their arm. And I'm thinking, you know, the idea with Junior, it's like, I wanted to tell the story. So when you see it, you see my story. Makes sense. This person wanted to sleep so bad, they just filled up the empty spaces with random things. Mm. And I was just confused. I was like, so you just want Sweetie Bird and and a a butterfly on your arm that represent nothing to you just so that your arm is not empty. I don't get that. Girls in high school that had Winnie the Pooh tattoo on their thighs, where are y'all now? I want to know if you still like. I know not to be, <laughs> no, not to be funny, but I do want to know. Like, it's been years since high school. It's been almost ten years, if not. I just want to know. Like, do you regret it? Like, because I know when I used to be in high school, and I used to see. First of all, I used to wonder, do your mom know you got that? Because I thought I thought you had to be like eighteen or older or get a signed consent me thinking like a nerd i'm like wait aren't you supposed to sign like a consent for this you're like 16 but then i'm like then you see the tattoo and i'm like is that winnie the pool on her thigh and i'm like you had a lot of people at your school that had that it was a few girls who had like cartoon characters tattooed on like their thigh area or their arm and it was always weird to me because I was like, SpongeBob is not even real. Like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, why do you have SpongeBob tattooed on your arm? Oh my goodness. I was just, I mean, they were, it was cute because it was done nicely, but it was Winnie the Pooh and SpongeBob. Mm. Like, my question is, do you regret it? Like, I'm sure whoever you are, I'm not going to say you weren't successful because of a Winnie the Pooh tattoo, but I do want to know, do you regret it? Because I would. 26 years old with a Winnie the Pooh tattoo? No, legit. And I remember there was a point in time, like, I wanted certain wrist tattoos, and I was like, okay, I'm going to just think about it. Every time I look back, I'd be like, okay, I want it, I want it. 
and but I would change it up. I would change the type of tattoo I wanted every single time. And it's like I would be so irritated with myself if I had that wrist tattoo that I really didn't care for, but I just cared for at the time. And I just had that thing and I was always looking at it, like always just looking at it. Like, why did I do that? I already know I regret it. I'm too indecisive. And I already know a few people that got a lot of tattoos that regret it too. Like certain things they want to change up, get it, get it covered with something else. You know, like you said for your, your brother, like it's impulsive decisions. And when you grow up and you start looking back, it's kind of like, wow, like, this doesn't represent who I am at all. I need to either change it or I need to take it off. So yeah, it's pretty um all over the place, but I can say that in those moments, it makes you want to realize like, how much do you really respect your body? Like if it's not tattoos, if it's not the way you eat, if it's not, you know, sex, if it's drugs and alcohol, like how much do you really respect your body? How okay are you with who you are are you fulfilling like do you feel like you'll you'll be able to fulfill your purpose correctly and efficiently with the decisions that you make with your body because we can talk about food again if I put myself in a position where I don't eat healthy I don't take care of myself I can't fulfill the purposes that I know that I'm supposed to I don't even think I will be able to live long enough to do that if I don't take care of myself plus it's like the way you look like do you want to look good or not? Do you want to, you know, feel overweight and sluggish all the time or not? And some as small as just eating right, it like it's it's very minuscule, but it really changes a lot. Like taking the time to make sure that you're thinking of your body first and making sure that you're doing well with your body is something that, you know, we need to take pride of. Yeah. And I, I, I know Junior did say this, like he want his money back from Pastor Todd. But one thing that Pastor Todd said that always stuck with mm. me is the devil isn't going to stop you. Diabetes is going to stop you. <laughs> and the, like the fact that he just made it so plain and just practical and relatable because so many people can relate to catching diabetes if you don't eat right it's something that we can all catch so when he said that although I still had Chick-fil-A afterwards it still is something that I always think about because it's the truth like many of us don't fulfill our purposes because of how we treat our bodies because of the things that we allow ourselves to experience and I feel like I don't want God I don't want my purpose to be ruined because I like mac and cheese I need to learn self-discipline. That's something that me and Sam talk about a lot on our personal time is that self-discipline is so important to your purpose that when you don't have it, you see the consequences of not having it. Yeah. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, bro, my self-discipline is all over the place and I'm not really respecting my temple because I know God doesn't want me to have this extra weight on my body. I know that I need to take better care of myself. But it's just difficult when it's like a habit or when you look to food for, you look to food to make you feel better. And a lot of people might disagree with this, but I feel that that is a form of some type of idolatry because you are, instead of me turning to God, I'm turning towards something else that's harmful. 
and I keep making promises to God that I won't do it, that I'm going to be healthier, that I'm going to turn toward him, but I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm putting this this substance, this food, this thing before I go to him. And for me, I feel like that's disrespecting God as well as myself. That's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, there has to be some type of there has to be some type of guilt when you're doing this walk with Christ. You know, you gotta feel some type of guilt. Like grace is sufficient, but it's also not sufficient because it also says God will show grace upon who he shall show grace upon, you know. You may you may turn 18 and God feel like he don't want to show you grace no more. You know, like that's God. God, God is a very hard to understand spirit. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we are trying our best to not do too much damage on our way on our way down that road. You know, try try our best to you know find the the, the path that's called find the road that's called straight and walk it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, but just remember that our bodies are not our own, that they are God's body, and we are just simply managers. We are just simply stewarding, not you're not only stewarding over the choices that you make with your career, you're not just stewarding over your relationships, you're stewarding over your body, you're stewarding over what you eat, you're stewarding it over who you allow to touch you what you decide to do with your body, how you treat it, what you post on social media and how you how you exemplify your body, you know? Because people definitely see that and they judge you off of the way you treat your body. You know, when you when I look at myself in the mirror, I know I don't have self-discipline. So I know that other people, while folks say, oh, don't care about what people think about you, to, to some extent, that's a lie. That's <laughs> unrealistic. Like, I'm sorry, like, that's a lie. People who say, I don't care what folks think about me, don't care what people think about you shut up it's not true like hmm. <laughs> everybody cares what someone thinks about them you might not care what this random in the mall think about you but you care what someone thinks about you so yeah. for me I try like I'm thinking of it now and I'm saying to myself how do I want others around me to view me not just how I want to view myself but how do I want people to view me as a person like me being overweight me not taking care of my body, it makes other people look at me like, well, you might not be self-disciplined or they just think of you any type of way that they might think of you. And some people might say, well, don't think about it. Like it's your body, but it's like, no, it's not fun to be overweight. It's not fun that my body is not at its healthiest point. That's not fun. I don't want a cupcake. I want to lose weight, like period. Just like for me, when I when I started seeing and realizing that I was getting overweight, my um, mom always questioned me. And even my stepdad, people used to always question me, you know, about my weight. And it's not to say, oh, I cared and I'm going to start losing weight because of you. But that judgment made it a realization that, okay, something's off. Like they see something off in me. And uh, it's not to say, you know, oh, hey, like I said, I'm not going to just jump and change myself because of you. But now I'm aware. 
and I care enough, you care enough about me to let me know. And I care enough about you to try to do my best and, you know, either work on it or be aware of it. I, I think we, we had a good conversation, you guys. I feel like we, we talked about a lot and, um, you know, I think the main thing is, is just realizing and remembering that your body is a temple and just be aware on, of how you handle it because it's precious and it's, yeah. let's be real, it's not yours. So just be aware of certain things and how you carry yourself and prioritize you don't I understand the saying live for the moment but certain things you're probably going to regret if you always live in the moment be be really strategic and make moves that are really truly beneficial and not just moves that are good for the moment because it might put you in a bad position so those are my two cents Yes. And before we head out, I want us to leave us with a verse. I know we've all heard before, but just a little reminder. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19 through 20. Or do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glory, so glorify God in your body. Connected that was the verse of the day. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you can begin with it, you can end with it. All right, y'all. This girl's funny. <laughs> is, is that is that a problem? It's not a problem. It's the way you did it. Like oh. <laughs> I'm oh, thinking I you about to come up with a new verse. No, I just wanted to leave us with that thought again. <laughs> It's such, a, it's such a good verse. I just love no, it. No, it really is. No, that's a really <laughs> bomb verse. Like, that's something I had to use as like a background or something. But <laughs> all right, y'all. So you can contact us on our Instagram and Twitter, which is JC and Co Podcast. And then if you want, you can follow us on our personals. Mine is by Sam DC. Mine is Akinethia two underscores. And mine is GFSB underscore lifestyle. All right, y'all. So we are going to close out with the prayer. And I pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you to everyone that is listening to us right now, God. Lord, I pray that everyone listening to us and that we three sitting here, Lord, that we may treat our temples, treat our bodies better the way you attended us to. God, our body is our temple. We are to glorify you with our bodies God and I just pray that even as a people as a culture Lord that we learn to take better care of ourselves God that we take better care of our elders Lord our grandmothers and our grandparents and ourselves God because it does catch up so allow each and every single one of us to glorify ourselves to practice self-discipline God to be aware to reflect on what we're doing with our bodies and not just look at it as to as, as something to just do for the moment God but make it a lifestyle change I thank you and I pray for each and every single one of us that is listening, God, that they may be healthy, physically, mentally, emotionally. In God's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week. God willing. Peace. Peace.